Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. You know, I always like to start with something interesting and we talk about all things digital here, but offline good old fashioned board games, let me tell you, they are making a major comeback. I don't know if you know this, but sales of board games are up year over year, almost 30%. And what about card games? Yeah, they're up about 25%. And so yes, this is a real game of life. And about 3,000 new games pop up every single year. So the question is, how are people finding out about these new games? Well, word of mouth. Not exactly word of mouth, also maybe word of TikTok. And what do you think is the best-selling game last year on Amazon? I'm not kidding. It's a game called Wingspan. It's a game about bird watching, another offline activity. But I'll tell you one thing. Yes, one thing about the game Wingspan. Don't play Wingspan with Snoonid O'Connor because it's going to be a long game. So far, it's been seven owls. In 15 J's. Ooh, I know. And on that happy note, welcome to the Kim Commando Show. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess, here with you once again. And it's the largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. You can find us on over 425 top radio stations throughout the United States. And of course, we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And of course, you can find us streaming as a podcast, a webcast, all three hours, commercial free over at getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. And a special thank you goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in 175 different countries and 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you're just too shy to come on an award-winning, big-time national radio show and podcast, hey, I get that. Just head over to commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim, fill out that form, and I read every single note that you send me. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a regular listener, we're so glad that you're here. And if you're a new listener, wow, what took you so long to find us? You know, every single day I scour the news wires. I visit at least 30 different websites to make sure that you're up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about the top five things that are happening in news. And let's start with the Idaho police recently arrested the guy by the name of Brian Gomberger on suspicion of murder of those four college students back in November. What a gruesome murder it was. Now, the police used physical evidence and also an online tool. It's kind of controversial uh, to actually get the guy. The two is called GED Match. It uses DNA results from 23andMe and also Ancestry.com. So if you do a DNA search using those sites, you can upload your data to GED Match and then maybe find relatives all around the world. And the DNA profile that they recovered on December 27th from the garbage of his parents' house in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, the DNA matched a knife sheath left at the crime scene. Now, that's according to the police's probable cause affidavit. Now, the DNA analysis was conducted the following day, showed a sample from the trash that belonged to his father, Michael, with more than a 99% accuracy, more than 99%. And so they used that DNA sample, and then they uploaded it to GED Match, and that's how they actually were able to go in and zero in on that guy. All right, number two on our list, when the M in mom means... 
monster. One teenage girl in Michigan, she suffered a year of just digital anguish and torment. This anonymous troll just kept sending her cruel, humiliating messages every single day for a year. Every single day. Imagine if you got that as a teenager. And it didn't stop. She reached out to her mom and she's like, you know, what's going on here? Mom, help me out. Her mother's name is Kendra Lasseri. And then her mother said, well, you know, we have to call the police. And then the mom says, you know, let's talk to your boyfriend's mother about all this and let's see if we can find out who this is and still no help. Well, the police in the teenager school, they couldn't find the cyber stalker. So the FBI intervened. And then what they found out, guess who was stalking this teenage girl, very vulnerable, every single day for an entire year? Who was this person stalking her and sending her these messages? Her mom. Sorry, it was her mom. There was more than a thousand pages of text in her file. And using a computer to commit a felony in the U.S., she's going to face up to 10 years in prison. Poor girl. How can she trust anybody else for the rest of her life? Her mother did this. I hope they give the mom 10 years. Uh, number three on our list, your car's so smart, mm, and so are the hackers. When you think about it, your car is now what? A computer on four wheels. The average car today has about 1,000 microchips in it. Wow. EVs, we're going to double that. So beyond AC, you have backup cameras, personalized messages, seats, and of course you got the GPS and the list goes on. Uh, but it's also computerized. So this past week, security analysts reported that some big brands, I'm talking about Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Acura, and more, they have what's called API security flaws. These are developmental flaws. And this means that maybe cyber thieves could unlock and lock your car, uh, hot wiring not included. So what's going on here? Well, these automakers really need to get their act together to make sure that these computerized cars on wheels are really, really safe. I mean, what's the worst thing than finding out that your car has been hacked? Not finding it. Number four on our list, these people are just dopey. It happened this past week in, German, in Germany on the Autobahn. Guys going 75 miles an hour in his Tesla on the Autobahn. I've driven there myself, and he's asleep. He is asleep. That's right. Uh, police trying to pull him over, trying to wake him up. They couldn't do it. And they believe he was probably on drugs. But it wasn't his first time sleeping behind the wheel because, get this, they found a steering wheel weight attached to the footwell of the driver's side. How crazy is that? Talk about drifting into eternity. And finally, this coming in at number five, the best sound to wake up to is what? Uh, so research out this past week, and they listed the best and worst alarm tones that you should be using that you should be using on your iOS device, your iPhone. And so let's take a listen. Okay, okay. So here are the top three that you should be using: Sencha, By the Seaside, and Uplift. Here, take a listen. Now, the reason why is that these tones have sweet melodies in the key of C and a low frequency. That makes you nicer to be around in the morning. Now, the bottom three are chimes, beacon, and radar. These are awful. Sorry about it. Take a listen.
Now, these are short, sharp bursts of noise, okay? They're also a really high frequency, so that's why you don't want to use this. A true story, a friend of mine told me this the other day. He went to church, and he forgot to put his his phone into do not disturb or silent or turn off the sounds, right? And so he gets a phone call when he's in church, and then all of a sudden, the alarm goes off, and everybody in church starts laughing because guess what his ringtone was? Anybody? His ringtone was Highway to Hell. Could you imagine? All right, coming up, you don't want to miss. We have three apps to help you get into shape. We have some everyday objects that can threaten your cybersecurity. We're going to tell you some new tricks you can do with your Echo. And hey, if you got a new tech gift, I wanted to make sure that you secure it from hackers. And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder that you could win a $500 Amazon gift card right now. And you can enter to win over at commando.com slash win. Once again, that's commando.com slash win. All right, coming up in just a few seconds, we're going to be talking about the best apps to get into shape. And how about we start this hour with Rebecca in Cape Cod, Massachusetts? I... Yeah, I've looked to you for a lot of advice for a long time. And um, I'm at the end of what seems to be local help. And even um, Apple and other uh, places are having a hard time trying to help me. Um, I have a phone that has been to- I've been told either has stockware on it or is duplicated or cloned. Um, and this is a replacement for another phone that this had happened to. My um, phone provider gave me a replacement phone, and now this is happening on this phone. So new phone was okay for a short time, and then I started having phone calls being interrupted. My phone has actually dialed people without me dialing them while I was in another call. And at first I thought maybe I just did that by hitting some button or something, Um, except it dialed people that I had blocked Um, My phone has also recently been um, detected in Maryland, and I got a notification from the Maryland Department of Public Health to sign up for COVID alerts. I called the Maryland Department of Public Health, and they told me that the only way that could happen is that my phone would have had to have been there. So is is this examples of what's happening right now? Yes, these are examples of what's happening right now. And um, even in meetings that I've gone to, like NetMeet, GoToMeet, um, my was interrupted by an, another entity several times trying to enter. And, um, I mean, that's the um, Maryland COVID alerts. That just happened within the past week or two. And so how long have you guys... I'm sorry. How long have you guys been? How long have you guys been separated, divorced? Um, we've been separated since spring of 2021. Okay, and then now you're divorced. No, no, divorce is not yet. Okay, but you're working towards that. Yes. And that's something that uh, that obviously he does not want. No, that's something he wants. Yes, okay. it's it's um, wanted. Rebecca, you know what? Rebecca, let me just um, when when you are answering a question, I'm losing like the first couple of seconds. Let me just ask the people in the studios: Are you also losing that? You're so you're hearing her complete sentence. Okay, 
then there's something else going on with me, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, we'll just continue. All right, so he's no longer living with you, correct? We are living in the same building, but he is not with me. Is it is it a house? It's a, it's a multifamily home. Okay, all right. Um, here's here's my speculation. Is that you're both using the same Wi-Fi network, correct? He should not be. I have um, changed the passwords and I've changed the modem. Okay. Uh, have you changed the router itself? Yes. I just did that recently. Okay. So, so you have a new router, you have a new modem, and want to make sure that you have really strong passwords that, that there's no way that he could ever guess those. Yes, and I had changed the passwords prior to this many times. Okay, but on the new router, you changed everything. Yes, it is a new network name and new passwords. Okay, good. All right. Because that's a lot of times, I'm just telling you, Rebecca, is that people will just replace it or they don't replace it. And then they're wondering how, what can actually, you know, how somebody's getting all this information or what's going on. Um, you know, my advice would be for you to see if you could get a, it, it, so, it, so this router, let me just back up. So this router is is only being used by you, correct? Correct. Okay. All right. Um, wow. What you what I'd like you to do, and this is, gets kind of technical, but we can walk you through it, is I want you to see on the router if there are any what's called open ports, and there's something called port scanning that maybe he is doing to see is to trying to break into this another way. Um, another idea would be whether or not he has physical access to this router and to see if there's something attached to the router that you are unaware of just by plugging something into an Ethernet port. Because if you say it's multifamily, maybe he still has a key or he has a way to still get into this house. Um, we thought of that and... Um, the internet service provider just yesterday moved the service so that it would be on the same floor as I am and would not be running through any other part of the house. I still haven't even connected my computer to that yet. Okay. Okay. What I would do is I would not use that router. I would not use the same internet provider as he's using. Uh, it's hard for me to diagnose from here other than to say, I would just advise you to cut off all ties, anything to this building, anything to that current ISP. Because, you know, as your husband, you guys are still married. He can still have access to certain records. He can still have access to certain accounts. Once you're divorced, that's when we can cut those ties. Either A, I'd move which I would probably do if I could afford it. Uh, B, just sever all ties to that current ISP, set up your own internet that's not tied to anybody in the building, not tied to the building, and you can get a cellular hotspot for about 50 bucks a month. And until you can really cut every tie with this guy, you know, I want to make sure that you're safe and everything that you're doing is safe because think of all the time, effort, and energy that you're expending on this. Wow. I mean, it's playing against your body. And I'm also, I'm sure it's playing against your mind for certain. 
So what I want you to do is have a clear mind and again, just cut all ties because that ISP, something's happening in that building. I'm not there to do it, but you might want to hire a computer forensics investigator because they could probably go through all the nooks and crannies. But if you can't do that, just as I mentioned, get a cellular hotspot or get Starlink and just, just start fresh. And again, thank you for your call. All right, stay right where we are. We have more of your phone calls as well as there are six everyday objects that are posing a real serious threat to your cybersecurity. I'm going to tell you all about that here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, a great digital privacy tip about six everyday objects that are threatening your cybersecurity. And later on, if you got any new tech gifts for the holidays, we're going to walk through how you can really make sure that you're going to secure it and lock it down from those hackers. All right, if you have an Echo Show, I'm sure you're just tired of yelling at it. Oh, Alexa, stop it. Alexa, off. Alexa, cancel. Well, now you can stop Alexa timers with just a wave of your hand. So if you're ever sitting there saying, you know, set a timer for 20 minutes and then you're trying to tell Alexa to stop and the kids and the dogs and everybody is just in the kitchen. Well, now you can just wave your hand. It's called gestures. And you can use it without any voice controls or even needing to touch the screen. So to turn all this on, you're going to open your Alexa app, go to settings, and then nosy around inside the device options. And in there, you're going to find gestures. And before enabling, just make sure that you do know that you are once again, yes, giving Amazon access to your camera. And get this, you can also control your Google Nest Hub and Nest Hub Mac displays this way too. Dismiss timers, alarms, pause media, all by just waving your hand. It's like magic. All right, back to the phones we go with Carl in Roanoke, Virginia. Well, um, so I've been struggling with what to do. Um, I'm a physician, and I would like, to, and I have some, uh, some expertise that I would love to share with the world. And so, I would love to be able to start a blog, and then eventually maybe monetize that blog if I can. Um, but still, at the very beginning stages of everything. And so, I recently tried to experiment with WordPress, and I find it kind of daunting they you know they give you the all these apps that you can use and so on plugins and so on but i don't even know where to start mm-hmm. and i also i also don't like the idea that you know you're responsible like i'm responsible for you know backing out my site and making sure it's running and if it goes mm-hmm. down you know i have to figure out what's wrong and put it back up and i'm wondering if there's another provider out there that provides all this stuff and it's more of a drag and drop kind of thing that you might recommend because there's a lot of choices and I don't know where to start. And I was just wondering well, if you had any advice to help. Before we get before we get to the web, website, tell me more about what type of information that you want to share. So just general information, nothing specific, you know. So for example, um my expertise is in multiple sclerosis, so I would like to be able mm-hmm. to um you, you know, put out advice to patients in general, not specific advice not treatment advice, but just, you know, if you have MS, this is what you, you can expect, for example, or you know, these are the types of symptoms that you might experience with that, that type of thing. Um, so, and you know, it's something my, that I've been thinking about doing for a long time. I'm at, at some point down the road, I'm even write a book about it, but I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. And so I thought, well, maybe a blog would be a good way to start and just help people out there in general who have this condition. Well, you know, and that's very admirable that you want to do that. And I, I just want to talk a little bit about the site itself. 
and mm -hmm. then maybe some marketing ways. Now, the number one search site in the entire world is currently Google. Number two is YouTube. Mm -hmm. And people will type in, you know, how do I know if I have MS? Or you know, they'll go to WebMD or whatever it may be to get all these symptoms and to get information and knowledge about this. But you being a physician, you probably have you have probably incredible stories and intimate knowledge of successes and failures, things that people have done correctly, things that they have done uh, wrong and some expectations mm -hmm. and, and and really just laying it down in a calming way that I, I gather that you would do that because I can just tell that you are that person instead of just saying, okay, here's what's gonna happen. My advice would be is let's start out with instead of a written blog, what I'd like you to do is to establish yourself on YouTube to maybe do some videos. Are you comfortable on camera? I can probably get there. Um, I'm a little introverted, but I can probably get there. I've, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I do get a little bit nervous about, but I think I could probably do that. Yeah, because, you know, and it's, all you have to do is you make a series of uh, videos and you mm -hmm. can outline this out. I mean, you've seen countless patients with this. You know, what, number one, what to look out for. Number two, resources that may be available to you and, you know, tests. What do the test results mean? What is the prognosis? What can mm -hmm. you do? I'm sure you probably even have advice about diet and nutrition and mm -hmm. how to get some physical activity even in a lim when even when you have limited mobility. So you so you establish yourself on YouTube. The problem is that if you build a website, they just will not come. Mm -hmm. uh, because there are just so many different competing websites and you will be competing against the big dogs, like I mentioned, Mayo Clinic or WebMD and mm -hmm. Medicine.net. And so if you could come across and wear your white coat and talk into your cell phone, your smartphone's camera or another camera on a tripod and with some decent lighting and make them one to three minutes because people lose, will lose attention after one to three minutes, quite frankly. And, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, you do want a simple website so that this way you can refer people there to get more information and to sign up for your email newsletter. Because once a month, you're going to put out an email newsletter. So this way you start attracting uh, more users, more customers, so that, as you said, one day if you want to monetize it, you do have a customer base. And that mm -hmm. email newsletter could be, come see my videos and here's some new research. And then you can also put that, as you said, on your site. Just starting with WordPress is very daunting. Uh, it's it's very overwhelming. It can be because there are mm -hmm. so many different options. And so that's why you astutely mentioned, you know, are there any other website builders that are just drag and drop? And there are several. Uh, Wix is good. Weebly. Uh, Squarespace. Those are mm -hmm. the three that, that I would recommend. So, again, it's Wix, Weebly, or Squarespace. And what's nice about that is they have pre-designed templates. And so you can use the templates and they and you know that your site is also going to be compatible with the various devices, whether they're on a Samsung Galaxy or an iPhone or even on an, a Motorola flip phone is that they're able to get it because probably over 50 percent of your viewers and visitors to your website are going to be on some type of mobile device, right? Maybe 60 percent or 70. So so you start out by having your own YouTube channel, uh, make a couple of videos at the same time, build your website, and the website's going to cost you mm, anywhere between, say, $12 and $20 a month. But you're not going to have to worry, as you said, about, is it up? Does it work? <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> so, because your expertise is, is in medicine. It's, we don't want to be a pocket protector nerd, right? We just don't want to do that.
You're right. And if, you know what, you know what, doctor, if you need any help afterwards, you know, you get to a certain point, you get stuck, you have my number. Just call me back. I'm always happy to help you, help you out and anybody really to take your business to the next level. And again, thank you for your trust. And I'll send thank you for your call. You know, a couple of things in mind, in case you are thinking about starting your own website in your business, the big important thing is to make sure that you have a great domain name. You want to keep it short and memorable. Use some keywords. Try to avoid any numbers or hyphens because that makes it really confusing for, for you to say, hey, go to my website. Is it the number three, the way, the way that you spell three or four or four or four? I mean, it's crazy. And also consider your extensions. If you can stick with a .com, .net, or .org, that's really the best way to do it. All right, this week's tip is about everyday objects that can threaten your cybersecurity. You may not be thinking about it, like starting with number one, printers. Yeah, hackers can use your printers to infiltrate your network and then get in there. And once they're in your network, they can uh, steal all your passwords and your documents, maybe look at your tax return scans, your print logs, fax logs, things like that. And we have the steps to lock down your printer over at commander.com. Number two, your trash bin. Yes, I'm not just talking about the trash under your desk. I'm talking about where you put in, uh, you throw stuff away. Maybe it's uh, medical records or emails or anything like that, documents, and you're like, eh, I don't need these anymore because your social security number might be lurking on that. And speaking of physical records, make sure that you always have a shredder. I have one under my desk. It's from Amazon. It was like 80 bucks. It just makes it super easy because you're like, oh, do I put it in the trash or the shredder? Hmm. I think I'm going to put this one in the shredder. What about your hard drives? Yes, before you get rid of a hard drive, I want you to make sure that you erase it and you make sure that you don't have any of your data on it in case you need the steps. We have it all again over at commando.com. Now, USBs. I know these thumb drives are super handy to store a lot of things on, but you just don't want to leave them laying around. And by the way, if you ever get a USB in the mail, drive in the mail, and it's like, hey, open this up for this special offer, uh, don't do it, Okay. Uh, of course, your routers put your home network at risk. I want to make sure that you're going to change the default password. Sites like router passwords, it's helpful if you don't know your router password, but it's also scary that any router, you can figure out what the default password is. And of course, finally, your old smartphones. I mean, you want to make sure that you just don't turn it into a secondhand shop. You send it off to Amazon to sell it or eBay or what have you. I want to make sure that you're wiping all your old devices. And so we have the steps to wipe the iPhones, Android phones, smart speakers, PCs, Macs, and more over at commando.com. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as, speaking of hackers, if you have some new tech, you need to lock that down here on the Kim Commando Show. I already mentioned it once, but I want to remind you again that we are giving away a $500 Amazon gift card. That's right, 500 bucks. What would you buy on Amazon.com? Which, of course, you can buy anything on Amazon.com. But what would you buy if I just gave you a $500 gift card? Yeah, think about it. So you can enter to win right now at commando.com slash win. Now, here's the deal. That's why I want to talk more about it. Because not only can you get one entry, but if you do additional things, you can get even more entries. Like, for example... If you subscribe to my podcast, Kim Commando Today, on Apple or Google, you're going to get another entry. If you subscribe to a newsletter, you can get another entry. If you uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, yes, you can get even three more entries. You can share it on Messenger, share it with your friends, get more entries. So just don't go ahead and just type in one email address and think that you're done. You just type in your email address and then start clicking those extra buttons to get those extra entries because, yes... 
500 bucks. We're going to give it away in just a few weeks. So you want to make sure that you do it now while you're thinking about it. All right. Coming up next, we have Jenny in you're in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Jenny. I just discovered your show about a month ago, and I have to say, I feel like I'm getting smarter every day. So thank you for that. I'm a fan. Oh. And, uh, and my- so how did you, let me ask you, how did you find us? <laughs> I actually was doing a search to see if you could load safety features on an older car because we were looking for my, my son who just turned 16. We were looking for a car for him, and we were debating if we needed to get a newer car to have all the safety features or if we could maybe get some of that technology on you know my car or an older car. And so that led me mm-hmm. to the posting on your site, which led me to your podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Jenny. I appreciate that. So uh, since we solved that problem, what do you have going on now? Well, my question is, I have a bunch of CDs that I invested in years ago, and I went to listen to some of my holiday music the other day and discovered that, unfortunately, my CD player has broken. And so (laughs) I'd like to know if there's a way I can listen to my CD collection digitally using my iPhone without having to, you know, reinvest in purchasing all that music digitally again. I know. You know, I just found a whole bunch of CDs myself. <laughs> they were like tucked away in a closet. I'm like, and I was, I put them in the giveaway pile and my husband came running like, you are not giving those away. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> but anyway, uh, really it's not easy. It's not hard to do. Um, what kind, do you have a Mac or Windows or what are you using? Windows and uh, or or my iPhone, either way. Okay, so what we're going to do is first we're going to get them onto Windows. Okay, and so with your laptop, it probably doesn't have a CD drive. So what we're going to do is buy. You're going to buy a CD drive that connects to your Windows computer. They're about thirty bucks, mm-hmm. and then you're going to use a, a program called the CD Ripper. And I'll send you a link to this. It's called D, DB Power Amp. It's been around for a long time. And so then you're going to rip the music onto your laptop, and then that's where you can upload it uh, to – I mean, you can put it on Apple Music, um, but you might want to put it on YouTube Music because it's it's free to download. It's free to use, and I think you get – I don't know how many – I think you can have 100,000 tracks on there before you start paying. But what I like about oh. it is that is that if you ever – Apple sometimes does stuff with DRM rights. Um, and they haven't, meaning that there's digital rights management on some of the music, which may make it not possible to play across all the platforms and stuff like that, even though it's your music. And so that's why if you can uh, use YouTube music and then you can use the YouTube app, then that really makes a lot of sense, again, because it's free. It's free to use, free to download, good stuff like that. So um, hang on the line. And Jenny, once again, thank you. I'm so glad that you found us and you found the podcast. That's so fabulous. And then Amber's going to send you off a link to the an external CD, DVD, drive burner, and also it'll read it and all that other good stuff. And then also a link to the the uh, the program that you want to use, the DB Power Amp, in order to get that music into your computer. And then from there, you can put it on Apple, you can put it on YouTube, wherever you want to do. And uh, then you'll be good to go. And thank you for your call. You know, when you start hearing about CD sales, you may think like, oh, compact discs, right? I mean, these are so last century. Actually, they're not. CD sales are on the increase. As a matter of fact, if you're an independent music producer, what percentage of your sales do you think are going to come from CDs? What percentage? I mean, of course, you're going to have your whole digital album out there. But what is that percentage that will come only from CDs? Can you make make a guess? Make a guess. All right, I'll tell you the answer. 10%. 10% of your sales 
are going to come from CDs. And also what's on the rise? LPs, yes, vinyl records. Apparently it's not just the millennials, but the Gen Zs, yes, they have uh, album players too. I was so surprised I went over to Ian's house and he's like, Mom, Mom, look what I bought. I'm like, a record player? And he's like, yeah, isn't it great? I'm like, okay, <laughs> old school we go. All right, stay right where you are. So if you got some new tech for the holidays, I'm going to talk about how you need to lock it down from the hackers here on The Kim Commando Show. All right, so odds are you had a few digital items under that tree this past year. And I want you to remember that you need to secure it. Like, number one, always create a guest network that you use for all your connected gadgets. Now, your main network is where you get work done. That's where you do your banking and you buy things. So with two networks in place, hackers get less of a chance to steal more important data off your main network. And that guest network, too, is also a great idea in case you ever have friends or family over, is that you can always give them access to a guest network without your main network. Okay, next up, strong passwords. I know, so tired of hearing about strong passwords. It's a royal pain. But your gadgets come with default passwords that are easy to find by just doing a basic Google search. So I want you to create strong, unique passwords, a password that you've never used and it cannot be easily guessed. And if the gadget asks for two-factor authentication, take a moment and just be sure that you set it up. And finally, update whatever tech that you got, whether it's a new phone, laptop, security camera. Let me tell you, they already hold security risks that hackers love to exploit. And these updates will make sure that you close all the gaps. And if you love short tips like this, make sure that you get our podcast called The Daily Tech Update. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Commando with a K, of course, and make sure that you subscribe or follow our Daily Tech Updates. And thanks for listening to this hour. Don't forget, if you need any additional help, you can always find us at the website. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com.